Welcome back to the podcast. You're listening to episode number 205 of Starting the Conversation. I'm your host, Alice Benham, and I am recording this episode from my bed at 8pm on a Thursday evening. This feels very reminiscent of the old way that I used to produce this podcast. If you've been a listener for a good few years, if you don't know, by the way, this podcast is four and a half years old. So we've been doing this a while. Let me just say, it has not always been the production value that it is today. You know, now we record in a studio most of the time. We film it. There's lights, there's cameras. It's super fancy. Side note, also super expensive, but it did not begin like that. If you go back and listen to the really early episodes, which I wouldn't recommend you do because I can't attest to them being that great. I mean, the the guest episodes were great. Don't get me wrong. But the me of four and a half years ago definitely had some lessons to learn about how to host a podcast. But, you know, you only get good by doing something. So practice makes better. Definitely not perfect, but better. But yeah, in the early days, I used to record from my car. I'd record from hotel rooms. The audio quality was very questionable. And that's why this feels a little bit reminiscent of that. I am recording from my bedroom at this time because I won't lie to you, this week's just been a bit of a mad one. I didn't figure out a decent time to sit down and record this podcast, so here we are. So apologies in advance if you hear noise. I now live in London. I live on a road. I mean, not on a road, but right next to a road. And I have this really fantastic thing called single glazed windows, which not only means that my bedroom is freezing, but also that I can basically hear everything happening right outside, which for living in London is fantastic because people love to be up and about at all hours. So please excuse any background noise. I've also got Red Shirt Man who is in my flat, not in the room with me because I mean, anyone else get really uncomfortable like recording videos and doing work stuff around other people. I'm just like, no, you can't see me do this. I mean, even though thousands of people are going to listen to this, you you can't by any means hear me record it. But bless him, he came around thinking we'd hang out and I was like, soz got a podcast to record. So I've set him to work. He is, I say set him to work. He's a capable man. He has decided that um, he's going to cook us dinner. So he's making fajitas. I'm recording a podcast. Hey ho, there we go. Happy Thursday evening. Very long and chatty intro over. Side note, it is just quite nice to have a bit of a chat on this podcast. I feel like a lot of the solo episodes over the last few months have been very produced. I've been recording them in the studio, which is great for some reasons, but I also just do kind of miss like sitting down and having a bit of a chit chat, which is partly why the new episodes that are here to stay, the shit chat happy hour episodes that we can't decide on a name for, are sticking around because I think in business, we often do just create a bit of a chat and you don't always want to listen to a podcast for like here's three tips for this and here's the strategy to that sometimes you just want some light relief so having said that this episode is a here's three tips for that kind of episode because as you'll have seen from the title I'm going to be talking about three habits that you can adopt that is going to help you to have a more fulfilling and joyful business now there's a couple of reasons why I've decided to talk about this topic this week one of those reasons is because I feel like this time of year which if you're listening to this around the time that it comes out you know winter is looming in fact it feels like winter has just arrived anyone else feel like there was no transition between summer and autumn and winter is just like overnight okay now it's freezing and miserable I feel like this coming season can be a one that we find challenging in terms of our mental health in terms of how we're feeling you know we're not doing as much out of the house things feel a bit gloomy and winter can sometimes just feel a little bit long so I think it's a good time of year to be thinking about how we can boost our fulfillment and how we can really help ourselves to feel better within our businesses and the real reason that I want to be talking about 
about having more fulfillment in your business is because it's so important. First of all, it's so important because you deserve to feel fulfilled and joyful in your business. I'm going to say that again. You deserve to run your business in a way that makes you feel good. I think we can so easily in business fall into this trap of becoming almost martyrs for our business of like, oh, I must sacrifice everything in order to make it grow and in order to be a good business owner. And don't get me wrong. There are sacrifices. There's trade-offs. It's not easy. If it was, everyone would do it. Although does anyone think like, why doesn't everyone want to do this? Like, this is just the dream life. Why doesn't everyone want a business? But Anyway, uh, that is another tangent for another day. We deserve to enjoy running our businesses. We work so hard. If we are not enjoying it, why are we doing it? Like, yes, it is about other people and our mission and our purpose and the difference that we want to make in our clients and our students and our customers and our communities' lives. That's amazing. But it's not just about doing great stuff for others. It should also be about doing great stuff for us. That's why when I talk to clients about their business foundations and about their their mission. I don't just ask them what's the why for others. You know, what difference do you want to make to the world? I also ask them what's the why for you? Why are you running your business for you? What's it about? What boxes do you want your business to tick for you personally? It's not selfish to want your business to feel good for you. In fact, it is essential to you bringing your best to your business. Because aside from this conversation being important because we deserve to feel fulfilled, It's also important because when we are more fulfilled and when we feel more joy in our business, we bring our best. I'm sure you can reflect on things that you've done in your past. Maybe it was hobbies that you took up or jobs that you've had in the past, which you just did not like. If you do not enjoy something, you are so rarely going to bring your best to that. And maybe, maybe, maybe you can force your best for a little bit, but it is not a sustainable thing. A good example of this that I could give you would be around movement and exercise. I, for years, have been forcing myself to try and be a runner. Been like, right, for me, that is my definition of like moving my body as going for a run. And I've been like, okay, and I've sometimes built the habit, but it never was something that genuinely felt joyful or fulfilling for me. So because of that, I was never that good at it. I didn't put the work in. I mean, let me rephrase that. I didn't put the work in, so therefore I wasn't very good at it because I didn't enjoy it. So it didn't feel exciting. The second that it felt hard, I would just stop, which with running for me was about 20 meters in. Recently, I have discovered ways of moving my body and exercising that do feel fun to me. Turns out I love classes. I love spinning. I have been indoctrinated into the cult of soul cycle. There we have it. I'll just admit it. Living in London has already changed me. But you know what? It has shown me what a difference it makes when you enjoy something. Because suddenly I'm consistent. Suddenly I'm wanting to do it. Suddenly, despite maybe not feeling like I've got the time some days, I'm still showing up. And the same rings true in our businesses. When you feel good, you bring your best. Your clients have a better experience when you feel fulfilled in your business. Your content is going to be better when your business is working for you. It's actually not a selfish thing at all to make sure that your business feels good for you because it is integral to making sure that you bring your best to everyone else that your business impacts, whether that be your team, your community, or the people that you work with. So feeling fulfilled is really important. And I think it's an important conversation to have because it can be something that we lose focus on. As I've said already, the focus can easily be always about other people. 
And I totally get it because that's pretty essential, right? In order for our businesses to grow and sustain, we've got to think about others. We've got to think about well, who's actually going to buy this and how am I going to sell it and how am I going to help them and what difference is it going to make? But it is so important that whenever we feel the need to, we bring it back to the question of how can I feel more fulfilled in my business right now? So in today's episode, I want to walk you through three simple habits that you can start doing today, which are going to make a massive difference to how fulfilled and joyful you feel within your business. These are habits that I am constantly aiming to keep up. And the reason I say keep up rather than I am, you know, perfectly doing is because I don't do these things all the time. This podcast episode is as much a reminder for me to do these things as it might be for you. And that's okay. Our brains are hilarious. It's like we know the things that are going to help us, yet we just stop doing them randomly one day. So what I'm going to share with you today probably will not be groundbreaking things that you've never heard of before, but I can promise you, you are going to be able to leave this episode with at least one thing to start trying to do to help yourself to feel better in your business because you deserve to feel better and feeling better is going to make you do better. So the first habit I want to share with you is to do one non-employed thing a day. And what I mean by this is to do one thing each day, which you could not do if you were employed in a typical job. Now I have to give credit where credit is due with this habit because this is one that I learned from one of my brilliant past clients and friends, Ruthie from First Person Narrative. I will link Ruthie below. She is fab to follow on Instagram so you can get connected with her. But this is something that Ruthie shared with me a couple of years back when we were working together on her business. And one of the things that we were talking about was right, how can you feel more fulfilled within your business? Like, yes, we can look at the systems and the tools that are gonna save you time but also how can you just find a bit more joy in the everyday? And what Ruthie shared with me is that she has this habit that she keeps up of doing one thing each day that she couldn't have done if she was employed. And I absolutely love this because I think it's so easy in business to be really horrible bosses to ourselves. Like, isn't it ironic? So many of us will have quit the corporate world because we didn't like having a bad boss. And then we work really hard to be our own bosses, yet are really horrible bosses to ourselves. When you hear it like that, it's like, oh yeah, I see it. But it's so easy to do. You know, we chain ourselves to our desks for 10 hours a day. We stop ourselves from enjoying the flexibility and the autonomy that you get with running a business. And that's what this habit is about, is enjoying little moments each day, which utilize the flexibility that you work so hard for. One of the biggest perks of running a business is the flexibility. Yet how many of us can relate to having all this so-called flexibility, yet just working a nine to five if not longer than those hours, in a room in our houses, Monday to Friday. Like, what is it about if we are not utilizing the flexibility that we work so hard for? And I want to clarify here, this habit isn't about, you know, being remote working in the Maldives or doing something super fancy or extreme. This is about the small things that are going to help you to utilize that flexibility and make the everyday a little bit more joyful. I actually shared this recently on my Instagram grid. I said, look, why don't we challenge ourselves? Let's do one thing each day that we couldn't do if we're employed. And I've loved ever since getting story tags. I probably get about one a day of you guys going, here's my one thing today. You know, it might be that you go to the gym or go to a workout class in the middle of the day. It might be that you take yourself for a really long lunch break and you don't worry about being back at your desk at a certain time. Maybe it's that whilst you're doing some 
slightly mind-numbing work, you put some Netflix on in the background, or you sit and snack whilst you're working, or you work in your pajamas or wear a face mask whilst you're doing your work. It doesn't matter what it is, but doing one non-employed thing a day, I think can really help us to not only use that flexibility, but to also kind of reward ourselves for all of the work that we're putting in. So I'd love to challenge you with this first one. What would it look like to do one thing each day that you couldn't do if you were employed? I try and think about this each day, like what could my one thing be? And it can be something as simple as just starting a bit later or finishing a bit earlier, or maybe working from a coffee shop, working from a coffee shop. You get to decide what feels exciting to you, but that is a first habit that I think can make a business feel so much more fulfilling, is to do one thing each day you couldn't do if you were employed. The second habit I wanna encourage you to think about adopting is to track your wins. This one has been a game changer for me because I think it is so easy in business when we are our own managers to never acknowledge and reward ourselves for what's going right. Anyone relate to having a brain that just purely focuses on the bad? Like, here's what we could do better. Here's what we still need to do. Here's what's going wrong. And don't get me wrong, I get it. We kind of need to have that mindset some, some of the time in business because we need to look out for those things. We've got to fight fires. We've got to look for our weaknesses we need to make sure we're improving every day. But we don't want that mindset to stop us from acknowledging what's going well. Tracking your wins is such a small habit but one that will make such a difference because it helps you to acknowledge what you're doing well and it actually then boosts your motivation and your identity as a business owner. For me, this is as simple as having a document on my laptop open at all times, which I just add to whenever a win comes around. It might be a massive win. Maybe it's being offered a really exciting opportunity or getting an incredible piece of press or hitting a financial milestone, or it might be a really small win. Maybe I implement implemented a new system that I'm really proud of. Maybe I got a really kind DM off of someone. Maybe I just felt proud of myself for something that I'd done that day. A win can be internal, external, big or small, but when you acknowledge them, you remind yourself that you are capable. It's so easy in business, like I said, to just focus on the bad. And whilst I'm no mindset expert, and those of you who know me will know that I'm not super into the woo. I mean, I'm a business and marketing strategist, so I'm pretty focused on the practical stuff but I totally see a link between what you focus on and the way you see yourself. If all you ever do is focus on what's going wrong, you're probably gonna begin to see yourself as a pretty crap business owner. But if you start to focus on the wins, if you acknowledge I'm doing that really well, that seems to have worked out great. You're gonna begin to build a better identity that's like, I am capable. You build more confidence, you build more self-trust because you acknowledge what you've already achieved. And something else that I think this habit really helps with is allowing you to see the cyclical nature of business. This is something I've talked about before on the podcast, actually with my life coach, Helen, and I'm gonna link that episode in the show notes because the cyclical nature of business is such a fascinating thing to dive into. And I think it gives you a great perspective on what business growth actually looks like. But to give you the kind of top level, business growth is rarely linear. It's rarely like a graph where it's like, right, it's always going up. It's usually cyclical, right? If you think about the seasons of the year, there is the summer where everything feels exciting and great and everything's blooming and it's all positive. And there's also the winter where things look a little bit dead and they feel a little bit hard. I think business can often feel that way, right? We rarely see constant success all of the time in terms of those external wins. And what I find useful about tracking my wins is seeing 
the fact that, oh yeah, not everything gives me a, a result right away. Let me give you an example. Last week, I got a really exciting opportunity landed in my inbox. I feel like that sounds so um, ominous, doesn't it? But something great came in that I was like, oh, I would love to do that. And when I spoke with the person about like, where did you find me? And like, where have you come from? Because I don't recognize your name. They're like, oh, well, I took part in one of your free challenges at the start of lockdown. That was March, 2020. I sowed a seed in March, 2020 that has only started to bloom now, over two years on. And by tracking that win and going, oh, I got a win of a really great opportunity. I can remind myself, okay, some of these things do take time. So that maybe the next time I sow a seed, I do something, I put something out there and it doesn't give me an immediate success. I can go, okay, it's all right. Cause I know already, cause I've tracked the wins and I'm aware of this, that actually some things take time. So here I'd encourage you to think about how can you track your wins and also how can you celebrate them. You know, what motivates you? What what makes you feel proud of yourself? Make sure to make time for that. It might be like me. You just have a document always open that you add to. I know that the brilliant Sophie Cliff talks about doing a review each Friday of what your wins have been for that week. For you, it might be a daily habit or it might be something that you put up on your office wall so that you're reminded of it. It doesn't matter how you do it, but tracking and celebrating your wins is such a powerful habit to build. And then the final habit that I want to share with you as I guess more of a mindset is to be on honest with yourself. Let me tell you a little bit more about what I mean by this. I feel like in business, it is so easy to get wrapped up in the shoulds and to find ourselves feeling like we should be doing something that maybe isn't even a right fit for our business. This is definitely something I've been feeling recently, even just this week as an example. I have been feeling, I mean, by the fact that I'm recording this podcast at 8pm on a Thursday, probably demonstrates it, a little bit overwhelmed. I have been beating myself up because, oh, you're not doing all the things that you should be doing and you're not doing this, this and this and you're failing in those areas. And that has been leading to me not feeling super fulfilled or joyful. You know, I've been feeling pretty rough. I won't lie to you. But I had a realisation today, well, I need to be honest with myself because I am number one, assuming that I should be doing all of these things, which might not actually be things that I need to be doing. And number two, I am not being honest with myself about what I'm actually capable of achieving. So let's talk about those two pieces in a bit more detail. Being honest with yourself about what you really want and need to do. As we know, when you're an online business owner, you are often bombarded with what other people are up to. We are seeing other people's goals, other people's successes. And I think it can be really easy to get wrapped up in, oh my gosh, I should be doing that. And I'm bad because I don't do that. And it is so important to build not only a fulfilling, but the right business for you to get really clear on your vision and your priorities. And I don't think this is a one-time thing. I feel like I'm always having to remind myself of this. Really just asking myself the question, well, what do I want to build and therefore what are my priorities? My priorities will probably look wildly different to yours and that's okay. When you are honest with yourself about what you really want and what your priorities are, it becomes so much easier to then be walking the path that is right for you. And it becomes so much more fulfilling to actually then run your business. I think once you're honest with yourself about what you really want and your priorities, also then important to be honest with yourself about your capacity. Some people may not want to hear this. And I know that because I didn't want to hear it before I realized it today. But you are not helping anyone by trying to do more than you actually have capacity for. Being over ambitious with your time is more likely going to lead in a lack of fulfillment 
and a lack of action than actually any success. If you do not have the capacity to be doing all of the things that you're trying to do, you're just going to take yourself on a cycle of frustration and disappointment and lack of action. And it kind of just keeps going round from that. You need to be honest with yourself about not just what you want to be doing, but also what you can be doing. If you are setting goals and plans for yourself, which aren't actually achievable with the capacity that you've got, whether that be your time, your energy, your budget, you're just going to be making life hard for yourself. And why do we feel like we need to be doing all the things, right? There's no timeline. There are no shoulds. When you really think about it in business, you have the capacity to do whatever you want, however you want. And you are not helping anyone by trying to be over ambitious with what you can achieve. For me, this is about giving yourself a bit of tough love and going, right, you either do this thing or you stop moaning that you're not doing it and you just decide you're not going to do it. I was talking to a friend yesterday about the concept of we can't have a foot in both camps. Let me give you just an example here. Like if right now I'm feeling like, oh, I'm doing such a bad job because I'm not keeping up with replying to all of my DMs, but then I'm also not replying to my DMs because I just feel overwhelmed by them. I can't have a foot in both of those camps because that is just a rough place to be in because I'm going, oh, I really want to reply to my DMs, but I'm also not doing it. So you need to be honest with yourself, but right, I just need to choose a camp. I either need to choose, no, it is really important to me to reply to my DMs, so I'm going to make time for it and be self-disciplined, or I need to choose the other camp of actually it's just not priority for me right now and I just can't keep up with it. So I'm just going to relieve myself of the pressure to be doing it. I don't care which camp you pick, whether you're going to pick the self-discipline and do the thing or actually just relieve yourself of the pressure, but you've got to choose. You've got to be honest with yourself about what is really a priority for you and then run with that. It's amazing how often we feel a pressure to do things which aren't even going to be useful for our businesses. How often do you have it that a task on your to-do list goes to the next day and the next day and the next day? For me, anytime this happens a few days in a row, that is a nudge to ask myself the question, do I really need to be doing that thing? And if I do, why the heck am I not being self-disciplined enough to make it happen? Okay, tough love, Alice. Get the job done. I posted a reel on Instagram, I think it was yesterday, which just said my biggest realization in business, and I, I realize it time and time again, is that the only way to get things done is to get things done. There is no magic solution to getting things done. We can't just like wish, wish ourselves to action. You just have to get it done. And I think that's the like home truth and a bit of self-love that we often need when it comes to our businesses. And I know this last point feels a little bit negative, but I promise you when you are clear on your priorities and your capacity, you then show up in a way that actually feels good for your business. And you're not in that cycle of kind of frustration and disappointment. Business then feels so much more fulfilling because you're doing the things that really matter to you and you're not berating yourself for doing the things that don't actually matter. So to round this episode off, I think those three habits, for me at least, have been really powerful and continue to be really powerful in making sure that I am building a business that is fulfilling to me. I feel like having a fulfilling business is a constant pursuit, right? So we can always be doing more and that's kind of the beauty of it. But when you have habits like this in your everyday, we can just make sure that it's not a case of, oh, I'm going to find the business fulfilling, you know, when we reach that big goal or when that thing happens. Sure, you might find it more fulfilling at that point, but how can you find a little bit more joy now? So as a recap, I would encourage you to think about number one, doing one thing each day that you couldn't do if you were employed. Number two, tracking and celebrating your wins. And then number three, being honest with yourself about what you want and your capacity. I would love for you to think about how you can start to implement one of these 
into your day to day. You know, I am someone who works very well off of reward. (laughs) I am very driven by taking something off a list and feeling smug about myself. So why don't you make yourself a little sticker tracker? You know, let's act like we're all six year olds at school because let's be honest, life was a bit easier back then. And make yourself a habit tracker to track how much you're doing these things. Like I said at the very start of this episode, it's not about doing them all every day perfectly. Imperfect habits make a way bigger difference than no habits at all because you're trying to do it perfectly so you don't do it at all. I'd love to hear over on Instagram or LinkedIn or email or wherever you want to chat to me. I'm in all the places. Which of these habits do you think might make a big difference for you and how are you going to help yourself to implement it moving forwards? I really hope you found this episode useful, inspiring, comforting, entertaining, whatever. As long as you found some value in it, I'm really glad. Make sure to subscribe because there will be lots of episodes coming soon. In fact, this Thursday in a couple of days time will be the next installment of my happy hour shit chat, whatever you want to call it, chatty episodes. Come and connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, wherever else to let me know what you thought of this episode. And yeah, I really hope that you can continue to find more fulfillment and more joy in your business because you bloody deserve it. God, it's like an advert for hair care, isn't it? Because you're worth it.